heat right there and as usual on my left sean lewis certified audio professional samurai (laughs) (laughs) i love when shy goes because it's like welcome to the heartland and then it's like coming for all your women and children then it's like (laughs) sean audio Professional samurai. Audio samurai. <laughs> professional. It's like when your kid broke something and he doesn't want to tell you. That's how Sean's looking at it. Yeah, it's almost like it's like the it's like the uh, the verbal equivalent of like when you're at your friend's house and you break the doorknob and you kind of put it back nicely so they <laughs> the they don't discover man? it till you're gone. Uh, yeah. So wait. So toughen this guy up. What's listen, the matter with this kid? Wasted eight aprons on yeah, this guy. Hey. So uh, let's. Should we even tell them about this show? It's the greatest show on earth. On this, earth. This was a really good one. There was a show out called The Ultimate Fighter. I think The Ultimate Fighter is still on. Right. Oh, yeah. By UFC guys fighting, you know. Real, real, real fighting. Room. And both of my guests today were both on that show. They were both fighters on that show. No shit. Okay. Um... One of the fighters I met outside of that arena, just a friend through a friend. Doctor. The other one, I saw early in the, I guess it was the third or fourth season, I saw him on the show, caught my attention, and uh, about eight or nine years ago, I was consulting for the UFC uh, apparel license for the company. No shit. So we would go to Magic, and we were going to some big trade shows, and I had to go representing UFC. So at the booth we were at, of course, they invited some fighters to come down. Yeah. Sure enough, one of these fighters that I saw on the show that I really liked, that was a great, talented fighter, liked his attitude, shows up there, and we met. Who is it? His name is Jamie Yeager. So you guys might remember this guy. He was on, like, the early seasons, second or third. I love that. The other gentleman. The fifth, right? Was it the fifth? Might have been fifth. And the other gentleman's name is Tate Fletcher. The guy that was also the famous actor, Tate Fletcher, on Breaking Bad. He was in Sicario. Exactly. Now he's doing all sorts of movies. Now he's fucking peddling coffee. What the hell is it called? Caveman coffee. Guy looks like a goddamn pirate. These two dudes, man, are (sighs) both of these guys. Tate, I've known for about 12 years. Jamie, I've known for about eight or nine these guys are, have both become very, very close friends of mine. Very close friends of mine, people in my life. Two men that have supported me through, through it all. Whether it be my brands, whether it be my personal struggles, my victories. These guys have been there. Two gentlemen I care for a lot, man. Just And let me just say, both these guys, level 10 badasses, bro. Right, of course. I'm talking like not your average fucking fighter. And, 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 and in this show, if I recall correctly, when we talked to them, they talked a lot about being like what it's going to take to be a man, what it takes yeah. to be yeah, an adult, man. what it takes to yeah. transcend your problems. <laughs> Very inspirational. One of the, yeah, one of the most inspirational shows. You, I mean, you, you, I mean, people might think, oh, we got on two UFC fighters, two. No, bro. Spiritual. These are two very spiritual, spiritual giants, bro. Yeah. Spiritual Absolutely, warriors. Absolutely, man. Spiritual Men warriors. of integrity. A lot of good information on how to get your ass kicked and not cry about it. Exactly. You know, how to get punched in the face and not be a crybaby. Right. You know, so. and, that, and that that's what it takes to be successful in life. Right. Right. How to get your ass kicked and then get up and go to work. Exactly. And fucking pay the bills. Exactly. You know, Great. man shit. This was a man Tools. show. 
Two yeah. But well, what's cool is, is that it was a man show, and yet at the same time, there was like a spiritual component to it, which was absolutely. about, right? right. Absolutely. 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 I mean, one of the, just two of the greatest guests that will be revisiting the show. People will walk away with some keys to success. Man, let me tell you something. Yeah. You need to tune in. You need to listen up. And listen to the show. If you're going to pay attention to the show, this is the episode they do it. Yeah, it really right is, here. man. This All right. What's up? So without any further ado, let's get down to it. Yes. Tate Fletcher and Jamie Yeager on The Hard Luck Show. Love it. Step back away from the please. Um, just a just a, a stat, real quick. You know, um, both these men are professional athletes. What kind of athletes? They're both mixed martial arts athletes. MMA. Um, MMA. Real shit. Real shit. Real, real shit. fucking fighting. Real fucking shit. Right. As real as it gets. As real as it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, everything from fighting and ongoing into training, and there's there's a lot to both these men. Have a lot of pieces. Uh, I believe both these gentlemen were on the Ultimate Fighter show at one point in time. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Which uh, which show were you on? Do you remember? Uh, not I was really? on number three, season three, season three. And Jamie, <laughs> season eleven. That's just incredible, man. And uh, what I, season are they on now? Uh, like one hundred and eleven. Yeah, yeah one hundred eleven <laughs> or something like that. That's crazy, dude. It's a lot. I remember watching <laughs> both. I remember watching both these gentlemen on the season shows. I remember both of these gentlemen standing out to me. Their stories, their personal stories, their fight game, uh, the interactions with other men in their house. Little did I know I was going to meet these guys. Right. And I met Tate um, through um, through some friends. Yeah. Through a through a through yeah, a remember, social club com- of ours coming, coming off of there and uh, and knowing of you before and then and then meeting you. Uh, I don't know somewhere up off sunset, but how yeah. many how many years yeah. ago was that? That was probably in 04 or something like that, or it was a, it was a ways back, right? Yeah, yeah. right, quite a while back. Yeah. And then Jamie, I was consulting for UFC, the clothing brand for UFC. I think Jamie was at an event or something for UFC. It was like an agenda or something. It was like an agenda. It was like a apparel show or something. I saw Jamie, remember Jamie from the show, walked right up to this dude, and I was like, I gotta meet this guy, but it's I wanted to meet him. I was a fan of his from the show. But as soon as me and this dude shook hands, bro, it was like something in Jamie's eyes. And I even told my partners, was like, I was like, I just, I feel like I know this dude already. Like, I feel this dude, man. I wanted to just get to know him. It's like, it's 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 just not been more true. I was right on the money. Right. With, uh, I don't know, man, this guy, I could just see his heart right from there. And, uh. Jamie, what was that? Did you recognize? Did you recognize Steve in in the same way? Do you know what? When I first walked up to him, um, it was more like the second we shook hands, locked eyes. It was like it just felt comfortable. Like we knew each other from you know, from I don't know back in the hood or whatnot. But it, we knew we didn't know each other. But the level of comfort and energy was just it was spot on. So we just ever since been well, that's awesome. Been boys. That's a connection. Yeah, straight up. You know, right it was a gen- genuine connection. It wasn't like. You know, I'm looking for anything from him. He's looking for anything from me. It was just straight genuine, and that's what it's been since day one. That's absolutely that's fucking rare, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Tate, uh, Tate was very. Let me just say, Tate was very instrumental in a lot of my struggles in my life. And um, you know, I'm gonna I'll put it out there right now. This is a spiritual man, and he's led me down some spiritual quests and, and really helped me to get some clarity in different times of my life. And he's been that stable, consistent dude the yeah. whole time I've known him. Right. He's gotten calls at three in the morning from me. He's seen me in trouble. <laughs> he's seen me at the top of my game. So is Jamie. You know, these listen, man, these guys, you know, if you want to say 10 and 14 years or somewhere around there in these relationships, it's obvious Steve Lucky Luciano has had some struggles in his life. And if right. you know me, then you know some of these struggles. And neither one of these men have ever looked at me sideways. They've always they've always picked up the phone. They've always stood behind me. And so that's how I kind of got to to know these gentlemen. And the relationships have been strong ever since. Man. Strong, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, dude. You know, what's interesting to me is, uh, you know, looking at it's a nice thing. Time, you know, you get the breadth of years and you can count on that. A lot of people say a lot of things and this and that. And like, I remember when I was a kid and I was like, you know, if somebody doesn't get pinched, 
I don't know if they're going to hold their money. Like, I don't know how to trust you unless, right. unless you're under fire. And like when the heat's on you and you can hold your mud, like then I, you know, I, I, and that's, that's time. Time gives us that, you know? Right. And, uh, and it gives us that in, in, you know, not just the underbelly of the world either, but like everywhere, man, it comes up and, and, and to see, you know, to see this, this idea about giving men room to grow and to develop because it ain't every day is a Doris day. You know, it's like the, the development takes time and fuck, we fall. And we, what, what we need is each other. What right. we need is to brush up against other strong people so we can go, hey, man, you're fucking moving funny right now. You know, it's like right. you get in a wolf pack. It's like they, they nip at each other. They ain't trying to fight anybody. Right. They're trying to nip at each other. Hey, get in line, man, because right. our survival depends on you being strong, too, and you need to fucking act right. You need to know how to hunt right. You need to know how to be right in the pack. Well, that's part of being uh, in the pack and also understanding, like, what the communication is between each other and developing that trust. And like you're saying, time is so important. And one of the things that's so important is some of, the, some of the wolves with more time, some of the wolves with more time have a lot to impart to the younger the wolves, right? It's, that it's, all, it's all you got to give because you ain't going to run as fast no more. It's that conditioning <laughs> phase. You got to get conditioned for, for what's going to be out there for you in, in, in your pack. That's what's going to happen, you know? Right. You know what's crazy is like today I see a lot. I mean, look, I'm 44. I'm a 44-year-old guy, so I'm not super young. I'm not super old, but I got some time and some education. But I have a lot of people in my life that want to somehow jump ahead of that conditioning that you're talking about, Jamie. Like, do you guys see that? Like, do you I, see I've got Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I notice some people act funny. No. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like they're taking Everybody pictures. wants to have merit without having earned it, right? Everybody right. wants to have that voice. I mean, I talk to a kid and they go, hey, I want to be a, I want to be a, uh, influential i want to be i want to you know i want to be, be a movie star i want to be inspirational be. right you know? and i was like you know i don't know not one in, inspirational person that i find inspirational that went out with that in their head right, right. they then, didn't lead with that right this idea of intention it's kind of like it's like fighting or fucking or whatever it's like do you want to do you like to do that or do you like to be called that right are you looking for a title or, a way, or a way of life and when i started adopting things as a way of life man yeah you know shit just evened out and i butt my head against the way of life because fuck you fuck what's normal right fuck status quo right all that shit i'm gonna go my own way and then i, I run into a lot of wrecks that way that but that's how i get to learn and then i get somebody to go hey man come back over here they put some edges on me and they're right. like, no, 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 look at the horizon out here, and that's going to draw you in on your square. Right. You know, and, and like just without the people like that, without people and leaders that come before me and, and men around me, like I don't have any of them in, inside me. All I got inside me is fear of like what I might need to protect or what I might need to get or something like that, and I get, I get caught in a fucking squirrel cage. Right. You know, and, and so without this tempering of other strong men that you can look at and you can fuck, I admire that dude, and uh, – and he's saying, I ought to look at this. I ought to look at that. You know? And sometimes, like, what, what, what is a strong man and, like, what you consider strong? Sometimes the definition of strong isn't what you think it's going to be. It's not necessarily always the flashy thing. I'm sure, like, in terms of fighting, a lot of people see successful fighters are like, that's strong because that dude could kick some motherfucking ass. That dude's kicking ass, so he must be strong. But right. there's other strength that you're talking about, which is, like, self-control and self-discipline. Like, being able to get your child, the inner child of yourself under control and have some patience in order to put in the work that like you were talking about, Jane, in order to get yourself elevated to the next level of whatever you're doing. And yeah, absolutely. And a lot of that is being able to listen, being teachable, being able to learn. And some people are that way and some people have to learn to become that way. And I was talking about, I mentioned it to Sean this morning driving over. I was talking about your conditioning and how I've watched you change your body through diet through nutrition like you've showed me stuff and i've seen you do this and i'm like the dude remains teachable though like he's a badass and this that and the other he's done it. but at the same time jamie's he's still teachable bro like this dude will sit down and listen to you whatever like, you got to say he's gonna listen and take it in and like he's still coachable and i think that's maybe one of the reasons that a lot of these Maybe larger, uh, uh, these larger fighters or some of these guys want you around. Reasons why you're in places that you're at is, man, it's like you're the shit, but you're still remain teachable, you know? And I think that's, uh, 
I just think that's fucking important. I mean, and that's I know that Tate has- I mean, it's one of the biggest parts of being a martial artist is, is continuing to grow. And especially in what we do with mixed martial arts is, you know, you don't know what the next dude knows. And you got to be a sponge and be willing to soak it up, whether, you know, you go into another gym and you're picking up ideas as far as nutrition goes, conditioning goes, strength training goes. There's so many different elements to the game. And um, martial arts has showed me a lot about life and I've been able to take that from the training world and apply it to the streets and family and here and there and friends but um vice versa those same relationships will dwell in the training setting will dwell in the conditioning setting and to me is more like you know perseverance that's that's that real dark horse in the corner is like that's the conditioning if, if you do that listening you put that time in then perseverance is what really takes off and then you're doing shit that what it becomes inspiring to other people versus trying to be this character right. mm -hmm. and all you did was not die you know right. what i mean it's, <laughs> like, yeah. right? it's like, like i just put myself in this fire and then i didn't die and then other people are like Holy fuck. And then some people go, maybe me too. They're completely then, inspired by yeah. your, your act of just like, to me, what I consider just be in the fucking moment. Be in the moment. Be, be right fucking there. Don't be nowhere else. Yeah. And I know a lot of guys in this world, I mean, you know, they're everywhere. Now, back in the day, like you find a black belt in jujitsu, you got to be like in Florida or maybe Southern California. Like they're not, it's not ubiquitous in the world. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not a big thing, you know? Uh, and now a lot, a lot of black belts and a lot of, a lot of that kind of thing. And, and as if that means something, right? Right. I know a lot of people are hunting uh, degrees or, or merit, right? I want to, I want to level quo. up, right? No, fucking a lot of black belts that may, and maybe even skilled, maybe even right. guys that are good that have, but they ain't black belts to me, not, right. not, not in the world, not amongst their families, not amongst other people. They might still be bullying. They might still be fucking talking down to people. They might not be looking to serve. And to me, that's not a black belt. Like, I would never, I mean, a, a competition belt, a young guy coming up. But other than that, man, fucking, you need to earn it how you walk all the time. And that was every every belt I ever gave, man, from, like, a blue belt, purple belt. You get a purple belt from me, man, everybody can get a blue belt. You can die a blue belt. You just got to put in some number. But to get a purple belt, to start going up in professional ranks, like, you better fucking act right throughout your life. Like, you better behave as, as a man that can be sought after for help and counsel from almost anybody. And that means you have to be developed to a certain point to be able to field those questions. Like, that's, that's what I think, man. It's like, it's not a thing to keep a thumb on somebody. Somebody told me, too, a long time ago, they go, I saw a guy get a black belt once when I was new. And he goes, uh, he goes now the learning can begin. Right. Here, here's your black belt. Now the learning can start. And that's what it is, man. If you're not in the fucking game, you're just learning the game. You don't really know the language yet. Once you learn the language, ooh, now you can start to play in the space. Now you can get into a flow with that. Now you can really start to learn and access different things. Now you can learn to teach and now you grow from that. It's like this, this spider web that just grows into either goodness or into causticness. Right. And it depends how you choose that to be as a man because being a martial artist is not just being in the competition on game day. Being a martial artist is like your fucking life, man. And so, like, do you have a life that can develop past your own ego? And that's been the biggest thing about it to me is, like, jujitsu is, is any spiritual endeavor I take. I look to cripple myself. I want to break myself because otherwise my ego takes over, man, and I get ugly. I get cancerous inside, and it gets dark, and I don't, I don't have no helpfulness or usefulness for my people, for nobody right. around me. Like, it's just a, it's like a selfish – it's almost as selfish as being depressed. You know, being depressed, if I if I start fucking really tweaking that and turning, man, that's just a self-interested endeavor. Go right. outside and help somebody, Tate. Oh, do right. you feel lonely? Right. Go fucking help somebody that's really lonely. You, wanna, you know what, bro? And it's so weird because this plays out in like, Everyone. you're talking about life right Everyone. now, bro. Okay, well, so that is what, I wrote oh, something. His fucking I, shirt just came off. Uh -oh. <laughs> He's getting serious now. I just wrote oh, something. Shit. I just wrote something the other day. I was writing something in the morning, and what I wrote was that... My okay, if I'm fully invested in this cup, or maybe the cup is the woman, right. the relationship, maybe the cup is the money, the pursuit, right. the business, or the drug, or what, or your when kids, I'm, or, or your kids, car, whatever, or whatever. When yeah. I'm invested fully, hard, hard, wholly into that, that thing is subject, fuck it, that thing is subject at some point in time to either fall, give up. Take off because break, no, nothing's permanent. But nothing's permanent. But when I'm fully invested in that thing, and I'm not invested in my my higher power inside something larger than myself, subscribe to something larger. 
If I'm invested in that and that thing comes crumbling, I begin to die along with that thing. My whole world. I lose myself and I begin to die. And that is the root of my suffering and my pain, man. And when I can become invested in something larger than me, bigger than me, and what we're talking about is our, our communities, our, whoever we have spiritually, ourselves like that, that's something I can take with me everywhere. That's something that I can continue to grow and nurture and that it's just it's just different. And the way that you voiced it right now was just like pretty spot on, Tate, the way you said it. And that applies across the board, brother. Yeah, it's transferable. To it's a transferable skill. Once you learn to look at things, and I mean that's just perspective. Shit, what is it? Know? What is it that they say? How you do one thing is how you do everything. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and then I would tell guys that work for me, I go, hey, if I can't trust you with the small things, how can I trust you with the big things? Everybody wants to be the guy under the lights and this and that, but like, if you can't clean the bathroom right, like I can't teach you to have pride in that. Man, Absolutely. I just heard that, dude. Did you? Yeah. You gotta, I mean, Where you did gotta, you hear? Where'd you hear that? I don't know. Someone, someone was saying something like, "Dude, if you can't clean the toilets right and you don't take pride in little shit, then you're not gonna get the big opportunities that you want." But when someone looks at you and says, "Damn, dude, he takes so much pride in cleaning the yeah. toilet, doing the little shit, yeah. stretching, you know, showing up on time, little he, things like that's that." A, that's a man that knows about about the value of time, about the value of effort, about like I have one minute. What can I put into this minute? More reps to get better at the thing I'm doing? Could, could I dial in my, my attention to detail a little bit? I mean, it's, yeah, it's crazy. You know what? And I tell people about that a lot because I'm part American Indian. So people, they really want to, like, romanticize what it means to be American Indian. Y'all are romantic people, though. Because too. we're good looking. And we're good looking. We're beautiful <laughs> yep. people. Yep. Right? Yep. But people want to romanticize it. And they talk about, you know, the Indian way and blah, 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 blah. And one of the things that the Indians were doing, though, was that they were seeing spirit, right? Spirit, energy, whatever you want to call it, in everyday objects. To us, it doesn't seem like everyday objects because it's a tree and we live at the city. So we get all excited about the tree because we live away from it for the most part. But for them, that was like a lamppost. That was like whatever, right? So they were seeing spirit in everyday objects. And you could transfer that energy that attitude whatever you're talking about whatever you're talking about, you can transfer that to the toilet if you transferred that to the toilet if you said if you said my why my passion right what when i close my eyes and what really moves me is in this toilet and i am going to attack the toilet as if i understand that this is one brick in in my way to my dream whatever it is or what i think there should be more of in the world then you will attack that toilet with the kind of effort that you guys are talking about. But that's what it takes. It takes that kind of mindset. And a, and a pausing, a quieting. Absolutely. You know, I, I read this quote, uh, uh, George O'Keefe was talking, you know, she paints flowers. And right. They, they all look like pussies, right? Mm -hmm. New Mexico. Yeah, but, and they, but, uh, and, they, and, and some of them might have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, and she goes, you know, she says, nobody ever really sees a flower. No person ever really sees it because it takes time to see it. You have to have concern to see it. You have to have uh, an attention to excellence to see it. And nobody takes the time. And so you think about that, about sitting, and it's like, yeah, we got trees and grass and beetles and what. Right. It's like, yeah, we revere these things. We This is the world amongst us. We should study this and know this. And that and that becomes part of your DNA, I think, in that way, right? Dude. And I can take my attention. And that's the thing is, like, two men can have the same experience. And depending on their awareness levels, one guy gets it, and the other guy mm -hmm. keeps walking in a circle. Absolutely. Yeah. And so Absolutely. I think for me, that's been the key is, like, how do I attune myself to go, okay, appreciate the moments, Tate, each fucking moment, and then look for what matters. And, and then cut out the distractions because there's so much fucking noise in the system. <laughs> it's like, how do you cut the distractions out, right? right. And, then, and, then th and that's been my thing the last couple of years. I've just been looking into that more and more, what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. And then you know what? It's kind of dialing in. Yeah. You got to dial it in. Yeah, into the minutiae, I think, into the little Absolutely. things, you know? That's how you, that's how you folks. Hey, wait, Stan, you're leaving? Thank you, Stan. Thanks, Thank you, Stan. Stan. Thanks for nice meeting you, brother. That's the king. You. That's Thank the you. king of. Thank you, Stan. I appreciate that. He's the king that. of chicken nice here in Orange County. Yeah. The king of chicken. KFC. 17 KFC, that guy. Genius when it comes to making chicken. And a hell of a nice guy. Beautiful. Beautiful man. I got a, I got a question. Um, and I'm going to start, start with Jamie. Look, at I and I had said this, too. I typed a little bio out on both you guys. Both you guys are guys that uh, I know from experience are you guys, you guys kind of got them. by the time I met you, you both were already had community in your head. 
you are already about giving back and stuff. And Jamie, to start with you, somehow every time me and you talk about a plan, every time you tell me about the venture or whatever you got going on, somehow it always leads back to helping kids. Like it's always, but it always is, dude. You're like, I'm training these kids, these kids. And it's like, you'll tell me how this thing's going to lead back to kids. Where does, what is that? I mean, explain, was it you that you're finding that identification with? Was it like, how was that? And where does that come from, Jamie? I just think that the working with kids is, um, I mean, it's it's when when you're dealing with the child, their mind is so open. Right. They're, they're not they're not sheltered. They don't have a whole lot of ideologies about you know um, who you are, where you come from. But what they do take into into account is is the time, the same time that Tate was talking about, the time that it takes for that flower to grow. And so I feel like when you plant a seed, a tree is going to grow. We need plenty of trees. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's like when you work with the, when you work with a kid, um, you give them a, a level of attention that they might not get, you know. And so in a community, like you're saying, you know, you grow up from a community, raised from a community with um, with your culture is like. It takes the village to raise the man. Right. And so sometimes we think we need to go out and be by ourselves, be strong. That's what it is to stand up on your own two feet. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, part of me growing up was I never really had that. I never really had that guidance that I really wanted or that male role model to really. Where did you grow up? I grew up in, in Pasadena, you know, Pasadena, California. That's where I'm from. But, um, you know, it was it, I felt like I was street raised, you know, street raised, always running the streets since a young, young kid. And, um the community, you know, I, I took took little things from this dude's dad and and that dude's mom and and here mm-hmm. and there, you know, running the streets and and the baseball little league coach here and then you know it was it was finally you know that when I was in high school, I uh, you know wrestling, you know the wrestling coach came up and was like, dude. I got someone's and kick your ass. And I was like, where the fuck is it? Let's go. <laughs> you know, because Wait, how did you get started in wrestling? That th- that's what it was. You know, the wrestling coach walked onto the basketball court and was like, yo, you little punk. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I, I got someone's and kick your ass. And I was like, well, where's he at? Let's go. You know, because the streets always told me that that's what was being tough. That's right. what that's what being a man was about. Right. You know, and then that's when the martial arts trigger kicked off, you know, and, right. my, and my wrestling coach, he had a judo background. So, you know, little by little, I got into it, but it just like it just consumed the shit out of me like that cup. Mm-hmm. It was so consuming, you know, that I, I was like, dude, I got to get better at this. I got to be faster. I got to be smart. I don't care if they're bigger. I don't care if they you know, if they're more conditioned. I got to think better than these guys in, in the situational training and whatnot. So. For me, if we put children in those same situations where they can develop a mindset that they have the power, the power and the ability to overcome physically, it it like when they put the body and the mind together, you see like it's like right, you know, it's just fucking it's it's like an explosion of good energy and they light up. So for me, you know, working with adults is great, but when you work with a child, dude, it's just like they're going to remember that for the rest of their fucking life. And right. if I can have a part in that then and, and then have something to do with positive experience around health, exercise, nutrition, then you know what? Then I did my job that day. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's made like a real impact on someone's life that is going to continue, like you said, like flower, sprout, new I mean, ideas. Because you know what? I'll tell you something. Some of the best shit that I ever learned from anybody took me eight years to understand what the fuck they were talking about. I was like, they told me whatever, and in my like arrogant thing, I was like, yeah, whatever. That's cool. It's a good story, bro. Thank you for sharing. And then like eight <laughs> years later, I was taking a shower and I was like, ah, oh, that's what the fuck he was saying, <laughs> right? Those I mean, are the best ones. I mean, things like 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 time, like you said, time is key, you know, and when when you spend time with children and it's consistent. Yeah. Like psh, man, and then when it comes to health and fitness, like that's what you need. You need consistency and you need to put that time in. You know, you're going to it's going to take time to learn how to be. <laughs> and so when we condition the children that you know through their bodies that they can actually empower their mind to take over whatever goal or whatever is in front of them, then, I mean, then we're making this place, you know, making the world a better place. Let me ask you something. How depleted are kids today, do you think, in terms of, like, nutrition and understanding their body? Just how fucked up is it, do you think? Something just popped into my head on this drive down here. It was like, sugar, dude. We, we, We give the kids sugar and we take away time. We give them sugar. Dude, explain that. 
It, I mean, it just started tripping me out because I was like, yo, if we give them less sugar, more time, I wonder what the end product would be. Oh, like, wow. just, just well, straight up. Back, in, back in New Mexico, they take, away, uh, they take away recesses. And so now the thing, you know, you know they need to oxygenate the body right. so they can be present. And, oh, the kid's sleeping in class, so we give him ADD medicine. No, let, let the motherfucker go run around and play in the jungle gym. Yeah. And then come, you know, and there's all that. And so we're, we're really misplaced in the way we're treating children. But also, I think, at the same time, we're in a position where we, we know more how to do stuff better than we ever did before as far as nutrition. Do you and know that. what? That's, and this sugar conversation is a conversation. That's the craziest thing you're saying, Tate, because you're right. Like, if you want to dive deep on nutrition, <clears throat> it's like we it's know the more. the best time ever. And yet, it's the most ignorant time ever. Do you know? I mean, I talk to people all the time, half the time. I mean, they think, like, dude, when I lift weights with people, the first thing when I'm training, dude, Indian man, Stan, that was just here, he trains, he, he, we work out, right? And one of the first things people say, they're like, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get too big too fast. Okay. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what I say is, don't worry about it. Yeah, that's yeah, what like, I said. Do you, know, do, you know, do you know how fucking hard that would be? You're, you're in no danger. You're in no danger. I'm telling you. And you know what? If you put down the potato chips, you might not get too big so, too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, calm down, dude. Yeah. It ain't gonna happen. You know, there's not one baby food that isn't uh, the the preponderance of the macronutrition isn't sugar. It, there's not there's that. not one. I have a friend that's just starting a baby food company now where they have appropriate uh, macronutrition of carbs, fats, and uh, proteins. Yeah. But all of them are just spiked high, all sugar, and you're giving that to kids all the time, and then you wonder why they get a little funny later. Right. It's like, yeah, they, they are squirrely. They right. Need, you know? And and there is all of that kind of thing, and, and I, I love this idea, too, of putting consequence in, you know, because the, the thing that I worry about isn't the nutrition and all that as much, because right now I've got friends that have kids. They're able to raise them with this new consciousness. It's not on bullshit baby formula that doesn't mimic a right. mother's milk right. that enzymatically is not the same. That right. fucking, We get so arrogant as a people, we think it, it is, and it's not. And then, but what, what we have is we have a, a, a pussification of the world in a huge way where we want to alleviate consequences. Totally. And consequences need to be high, stringent, and they need to be fast acting, like really slap you when they come when you tip that trigger. Right. Because then you can learn. Your learning curve then is lessened. Right. And th that it's one of the ways that we can do it is in sport. You can increase consequences for kids. They can see that things matter in a different way. Right. And then they can go out and they can assess life that way because that's what life is. Right. Life is a thing. I make a choice. One thing or the other happens. It's cause and effect. Right. And if I don't, if I don't conflate those two and see those as similar, right. I will think I'm a pinball inside the pinball game getting buffeted around by life when i can see that cause and effect are together and linked right well fuck now as a little kid i can make choices and go yeah yeah this is going to suck for a while but the effect of that is good or this is going to be like this and it seems good but the effect of that comes out like this like when you can start to have that conversation with children fucking freedom man dude are you sure you guys are like professional fighters i mean i'm sitting here with philosophizers i'm not, I'm not in a long time it's philosophizers long time. you guys really kick ass or what yeah. i mean god damn you guys are on so many levels <laughs> <laughs> you know what what you're saying is 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 true but you know i'm gonna say also it's part of the human condition like the american system the way it's set up now like the, to make money and everything they've really increased the concept of confusing causes cause and effect because if you don't understand cause and effect guess what advertising is going to work real good on <laughs> yeah, your ass, yeah. right? Well, that's yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, thing right? about pirate, pirate Your Life Back, man. I got this podcast I've been doing for a while, Pirate Life Radio, and it's like that's the whole kind of ethos of it is that, like, yeah, the FDA, the government, corporations own your government. I don't know if you knew that or yep. not. But, of course. you know, yes. it's like everybody gets an envelope at the end of the day. Right. And so you've got to suss through the material on your own. You know, when you got guys that are the heads of Monsanto getting appointed to the FDA, which is supposed to be our watchdog group, you got to know that that's fuckery and that that I need to look deeper into my food labels. I need to look deeper into manufacturing and sustainability. <coughs> I need to look deeper into the self and what I put in myself. My mom always used to say when I was a kid, you know, watch what you listen to. Watch what you watch. You're polluting your mind. You're fucking tarnishing your soul. This Absolutely. and that. And I thought that's all hokey bullshit until 20 years later I go, Oh man, that shit's real. Because uh, after time, you go. There's a dark film over my life. Yes. Because the way I view life is negative. I'm against the wall. I need to fight. And, and it's like, is that true? I never even asked the question. Is that true? Yeah. I just assumed this is how it is. Let's go. Listen, the world has never been more advertised to than it is today. I I was I was talking at uh a, like a like a school in downtown L.A. Right? Because I'm an attorney and I'm Indian. And they're like, you come down, you're a man of color to fucking tell them about. But somehow. 
somehow it got on the conversation. I asked him, like, do you guys understand how much you're advertised to? Like, are you okay with that? And I got blank stares. And I'm like, you know, you if you pump gas, there's a TV screen with commercials. <laughs> yeah. If you're fucking standing in line at the grocery store, even that little divider shit's got like a fucking yeah. commercial on it. And I'm like, and what that, is that? That's just- the external world. Yes. Go ahead and look at your phone and tell me that not every stroke of your fucking phone is to advertise. So you think that you're in control looking at, at, at titties <laughs> or at no. fucking a guy hit a exactly. baseball. Right. You're being sold. They're aggregating information about your character, about your personality, Absolutely. and going, where can we weave? And so you're playing yourself on every single oh. level. Dick Cheney is up in a tiny little cubicle with a fucking chart of your fucking face, tongue, and sexual desires and thinking about what the fuck he could sell you. On credit. I, I, don't, know, I don't know Mr. Cheney that way. <laughs> they got them all. They got them all like that. So, um, but so going back, so when was your first fight? Like, like when did you know you were gonna be a fighter? Second grade. Second. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Little homie tried to steal my milk. What's up, man? Get it cracked. No, um, I knew I was gonna be a fighter when uh, a couple guys were asking me to, you know, they were asking me to go down to a gym and. Um, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not into that. I just, you know, I'm, I'm working over here, making my money. And the guy's like, man, come down here, come down here, come down here, come down here. You need to come down here. And um, so I went down there, checked it out. I was like, okay, kind of poked my head in it. But I really wasn't too, I really wasn't too into it. And um, then this dude was like, yo, dude, I got a homie. He'll fight you in the backyard. <laughs> and then I was that like, slice comes yeah, up. I mean, right. And it was like. <laughs> It was like it was like five hundred bucks, you know. He'll fight uh-huh. you in the backyard, and you know, at this time, I'm sitting at like maybe two ten, two fifteen. I was yeah. like, well, you know, I wrestled back in the day. I feel like I got something under my belt. I was like, how much does he weigh? So, oh man, he's like 155, 160 pounds. I'm like, where is he at? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So like, yeah, I'm to like, tell him to bring like, his five hundred, yeah. <laughs> ching Jimmy ching, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey. He was like, hey, hey. hey. That's easy money. Yeah. So then, um, <laughs> you know, and and ironically, dude, I'm 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 just it's it's that's that cup now. Now the wheel is kind of spinning and it's in there, you know. Yeah. And um, driving down the street and I see dude and I was like, yo, that's the dude homie said I want to fight right there. <laughs> and then he's pumping gas. So I was like, yo, pull over the car, let's go check this dude. Just, uh, you know why? Because that's what we're taught on the street. There right, he is, you know. Right. So. Um, I run up on dude and he's just like, yo, what the fuck, you know, what's up? You want to fight me? You're gonna fight me in the gym. And I never heard that before. It was kind of like... Oh, he told you that? Yeah, he said, if you want to fight me, you got to come to the gym. And I was like, "Like this fool said the backyard, 500, let's go. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, nah, the gym, let's go. We're going to glove up. And I was like, well... I haven't done too much research. I'm not a boxer. I'm uh-huh. not a kickboxer. Right, but right. Sounds kind of suspect, you know. But so do say, hey, come through in the morning time. You know, this is this one we're gonna train ten in the morning. So I try to do a little recon. I went, to, <laughs> I, I, went I went the night before he at about seven thirty, like and I was sitting in the car, just looking out in the window new, and you shit. Had a, you had a newspaper with yeah. eye holes cut yeah, out, yeah, huh? sitting in there, you know. And um, you know, I did it. I was like, yo, they're in there really getting it, you know. Right. So at least I showed up the next day knowing like. Like, hey, you know, these like, hey, they're going to try to set me up or throw me through the ring. <laughs> so um, they put me with this little skinny dude the next morning. And I was like, I'm going to wreck this dude. So I just, right. just ran in there, double leg, tackled the dude down to the floor. And little did I know I had no protection for my neck. Choked me out. <clears throat> I was like, yo, dude, I got- what was it like getting choked out right there? I'm fucking embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to swallow your pride because that, that's not something you're used to. You can't to. swallow anything there, else. At it's that point. hard to think that it's real, too. It's kind of the first thing I thought is like, that's a fluke. Like, because it doesn't make sense to you because you outpower this dude. You're like, none of it makes sense. You have a hiccup in your brain. You don't like, understand the technique. I feel, I, I feel like when Show you, me again. I feel right. like when, you, when you're in a choke, dude, you kind of go exterior. I, I mean, or I go exterior because you're like, you're so used to being right there, feeling every push, everything that you right. do. Right. There's a cause and effect to your movement. Right. So when you're in a choke, I feel like you kind of go exterior. You're like, yo, wait, okay, wait, we got to work out of this fucking situation. You know, because it and you're losing your oxygen, so you're kind of slipping away. So if you're not on top of it, you're gone. And you know? if you don't even know how to, if you don't know how that choke's put on, you don't even know where relief would be. Right. What would I, where would I put pressure to create relief? You're like, I'm, you're lost. And so that's the kind of like, 
you're really you're fish out of water. You're dude. Instantly, you're you're running along a mountaintop, and then all of a sudden, you're sucked underwater. You're thirty feet under the water, wrestling a you fucking panic, walrus, right? and you're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. Right, nothing and, makes sense. And so that you're lost in that. You, it's it's a crazy thing. It's like swimming in that way, and you're like you're drowning, but you don't know where the surface is. The strange thing, I hear you guys say that, and it sounds terrible, but at the same time, I'm like, you know Unless what? Everybody, you're a shark. everybody should everybody should experience <laughs> that. Everybody should experience <laughs> that. Right? Routinely Yeah Because you do it once off Your ego's so strong It patches up says, Oh no we're good though right. So you need to You need to throw yourself Into suffering like that daily I think I love that You know multiple times a week anyway What about you Tate When did you, <laughs> when, when did you know You were going to do some fighting I didn't know I mean you know It was you know it, Fighting happened to me uh, Like that kind of early You know you're a kid It's like you're Fuck it You know I don't know We get I get into this thing sometimes Where I'm like You know It's like what the what the Christians would call like the Holy Spirit or something. It's like we're tethered by this this line of spirituality that connects all souls and all of us. And, yeah. and maybe that's what God is, is this big field right. Right, of all of our connections. Right. Much like we're like the mountain. Right. But when you take a rock off the mountain, it's just a rock oh, here in the desert. If you take it away, you put it back on the mountain, it's a part of this thing. Right. I like a like, wave in the ocean. I feel like that's how we are right. in, in a way, right? Except not all of us are signed up on board, right? Right. So, so I get into this thing about brotherly love so much, but it's like there's motherfuckers out there trying to cut your head off too. Right. It's like this is what you're born into oh. pain, and life is war, and fuck, and that's the stuff. truth of it. And so the thing is, that I wanted to say earlier, and I think it's so important right now, is yeah, you should pack on as much muscle as you can. You should pack on as much skills as you can. Become a technician in your life, because it's the only way to really have true kindness, which is the biggest strength that I found that there is. But if you're not fucking strong and you're kind, you're asking for mercy. Right. When you're strong, <laughs> right. when you're strong Doormat. and you're kind, that that's an act of 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 love that is Grace. Uh, uh, what do they call that kind of love? Unconditional. Right, unconditional like, love. There ain't no threat to me loving you. Right. You know, and, right. and that's a huge thing, you know, and I think that it's like Socrates talked about it. Every citizen should be able to be a, a physical specimen and be aware of how to physically develop themselves. Right. You know, not just this intellectual capacity. We need to be multifaceted people. And to not do that, you're you're not only doing yourself a disservice, you're doing your whole community a disservice. Right. You, know, you, you might say you love your children, and I would argue with you about it. Right. Because it doesn't, I agree. Because it doesn't look like that. Dude, you know? I, dude, you know how many parents I know, they're like, I love my children, I love my children. And While you then, feed them Big Macs and exactly. sugar. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, dude, if you, were, if you were really committed, like consistent committed action, you would be a completely different right. person your as an example. Your eight-year-old wouldn't weigh 140 pounds. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd tell you something. You'd homeschool your kid if you really loved him because you would you want you wouldn't want society or the educational system dictating what goes into the brain of your child. I mean, that, right? Or, or my dad. Now listen, my dad had problems. My dad had problems, but he's one thing that he did really well was that he was he was an intellectual. He was a lawyer too. He was an intellectual dude, and he would shoot me straight. Now, I would come home with certain lessons, what they taught out of the textbook, and I'd tell my dad, and then my dad would lay it out to me in a completely different manner that gave me, like, another perspective of what I was being told. So as a result, like, I agree with you. It's either homeschool or if they're at school, give them the other perspective of whatever that is. Well, the parents don't take time to learn the material. Absolutely. You know, and so, like, if they invested themselves in the same material, because if we read the same shit that's in the books, we might question it. And if we question it, well, now we're having an intelligent conversation with our child, which right. is stimulation. Absolutely. And that's what they need, yeah. you know, because when, when time and stimulation, because when they're stimulated, they're going to look at you like that cup. They're, they can't wait to share. They can't wait to tell you what they learned. And a lot of time, our lives are so cluster fucked with so much shit going on that right. we just put the kid to the side hey go yeah. play with the electronics yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, hey right. here here's the phone hey uh here, here's a bag right, of chips right, here's right. the tv yeah. you know go sit over there right and it's the sugar and the time we, we we neglect to give the kids the sugar i mean we, we neglect to give them time and we give them sugar and other other bullshit stimulation instead right. of like human interaction yeah i've yeah, seen people yeah. that hate yeah, like they see a kid on the phone, they're like, "That's a fucking babysitter, like for a kid, <laughs> totally, and that's stupid." Totally. But then at the same time, the pressure's so great of being a parent, they're like, "Take the phone, please go." I've even seen parents be like, "We're gonna limit little Johnny's screen time," and then they sit down and watch TV for four hours themselves. <laughs> I would say Johnny's on his fucking own. I'm trying to limit my own screen time, man. Right? <laughs> Shit's got me trapped, guys. That's what I'm trying and to then, say. And then, but the I other mean, part of it is the other part of it is too is that we. Dude, so also we have to be intelligent about it up to a point because cell phone's not going anywhere. 
Like, if you're going to live in today's world, you have to have... And sure. I remember TV. I remember TV when it was like, don't sit too close. Mm. Your eyeballs are going to melt. Turn the light on. And you know what? TV won. TV beat all those people. Right. And it's still here. If history teaches us anything, too... The things that you think are reprehensible in totally. society today 100%. that are the very worst things. 100%. Welcome to that becoming the new standard. Absolutely. And we're gonna, that's going to be the start point. And the scary shit is going to be shit you cannot imagine. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. And like, that's, that's how it rolls. That's evolution. Dude, that, that's, why when, <laughs> that's why when, so I mean, you know, I'm, I'm no, no, all respect to Christianity and everything. But like in the early days, they were like, fuck rock and roll. That's the devil's music. And now they got Christian hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. The thing they hate the most is eventually going to be the thing that's a part of their religion delivering the religious message. It's like everything else. It's like that old thing about, you know, beware of the, you stare into the abyss. It stare right back. Nietzsche. Yeah. And, and that, that, Nietzsche. that'll color your whole, but that, the, the, the threat in that is that you become the thing you hate. Yeah. Right. You become absolutely. the thing that you're focused on. And yeah, it's absolutely. like, it's like Lux talking about the, the cup or whatever. It's like a, a, a lady put on me one time. She's like. She had teenage kids growing up, all the trouble of that. And so she's just thinking about that all that. Thinking. Right. She goes, you know, and a lady says to me, she goes, you know, uh, where's God at? And uh, and she goes, well, I prayed or whatever. She goes, no, I'd like you to consider that whatever it is that you're thinking about all day, what you obsess upon. Yeah, that's, that's your, your God. God. Right. And so you want your kids to be your God. That's a that's an unsettling power dynamic. But you're agreeing to that. You want your money, your job, the next thing you're raised like. It's like those become your God. And so like th those are the things that we, you know, I'd always say, you know, and Lux has heard me say it before is like, I, I pray that you get all the pussy and all the cars yeah. and all the jobs and all the everything you want in spades. So you can see that ain't what you lack. Right. And if you don't attend to this thing that you lack, right. all those other things that you accrue are going to disappear secondarily. Right. You know, to your to your soul. <laughs> I want to get back to uh, the humility thing and some <laughs> humbleness of uh, I think I think it's I think it was interesting what you said about getting choked out and it's embarrassing and and you know you have a choice to be embarrassed or you have the choice to take it and be like all right i gotta get better well, you said you yeah, know you curious, need to throw yourself right? in into that thing I, I remember i was in the county jail and some dude disrespected me and he's from a different neighborhood so we were going to get down anyways eventually because we were getting down with our enemy neighborhoods in the showers when it was child after child time and this dude man this little cat he was like, he is maybe mad size compared to me, okay? And he's just, just a small frame dude. dude. Had a big mouth, he's just running his mouth. I'm like, I'm gonna crush this dude, man. But put hands on this dude. And I, I remember getting back to the shower and almost dragging the dude to the showers with me to get down. And as soon as we squared up, bro, the next thing I know, I was doing a push-up <laughs> off the ground, bro. This dude had just put it on me, right? I got up. I tried to square up with him again. He just put me down again, bro. And it's so frustrating because this dude is just this wiry little dude. I'm like, finally, I go and t to tackle his ass. I'm just going to just. And he just gets me off of that and puts me down again, bro. I'm just like, fuck. I couldn't... And, man, I come to find out later, this dude's like a Golden Gloves champion, you know, <laughs> like, oh, he got all this shit. And it was the first time that I'd had my ass handed to me yeah and it, was, it wasn't like a pro fighter this was like a golden gloves dude right. but somebody who was trained right that level of fighting i don't know when was the last time you got into a fight with a golden gloves or a professional fighter man i had never been in fighter with a golden <laughs> dude gloves look at, this wasn't even at near these guys level bro yeah. and it was like it was just so far removed bro like that level is just a whole nother thing then when i've gone to like some fights gotten to see some real training gone to like your fights and like the speed bro yeah like what's going on i related here's what i related i went into a fight of years and saw you fight bro and i watched uh, like a fight before it too and i just like overwhelmed with the speed and like the athleticism okay Why and i compared about it I, almost yeah. i compared it to me the <laughs> first time i was ever on a professional football field and i watched two players run into each other and it was like kind of watching like the planes crash into the building in 9 11. Yeah. like it didn't make sense to me like a human body moving that fast you know what i'm saying and agile and that's how i compared it to when i watch some of these fights man the level uh, it's unreal bro because it takes a lot of energy to fucking fight well and you gotta it like what you're talking about i think is is and i don't know like probably feel like that like it's like slowing time down the first time i ever boxed with somebody that was good that that knew what they were doing 
I felt like a blind person. And what I mean, <laughs> what I mean Holy is man. I'm catching a recoil. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I never saw what touched me. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and my liver is seizing up, which is, I don't know if you've been hitting the liver before, but it's kind of like you're knocked out, but you're completely aware and conscious. Just your body ha has a, an agreement to not do shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're, crip you're crippled. You're crippled. Yeah. You're, 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 somebody's unplugged you, and you're just a deer in the headlights. <laughs> it's fucking awful. It's awful. And, and uh, yeah. But that's what it feels like. It feels like, and, and then after, I, I go, okay. And then you learn how to slow it down. How do I slow this down? And I would fucking clinch dudes up or whatever. And then I got a really good tie clinch out of that, out of my own safety. I was looking for self-preservation. <laughs> right. But you got to uh, slow time down. And then you see the punches coming in. And so just to be able to keep your shit together, to keep composure in the shower with some fucking gorilla trying to take your head off and going, no, I just got footwork and I can blow it away <laughs> and touch this guy. And it's like that's a different kind of uh, – composure that you carry yourself with when you're skilled and that and that's what i mean that dick that goes into like that thing about the kindness too i think is that like you just i mean you once you level up man you're aware of your ability you have different options it's like having money money ain't happiness mm -hmm. but god damn it gives you some options you can you know do some I mean? shit and it's like yep. the more skilled i am i got a kid right now i'm trying to help and you know it's hard to help these kids <laughs> um <laughs> but uh you know and he's on this shit i just want to get bigger and yeah. i go cool story how big is big enough? Do we got a measurement we're looking for? Because if we don't have specificity, we can't get there. Right. You know? As a, coach, in the dark, dude. as a coach, I go, what's a coach do? It picks you up where you're at. Not where you think you're at. Not where your ego says you're at. Not where the guys in the neighborhood think you're at because you've been around a while. Yeah. But where you're fucking at. And it takes you to where you want to go. But you got to know where you want to go. Right. Or else, what, we're going to drive around? Mm -hmm. You know? And so in that, in that kind of thing, there's this fucking... Uh, uh, a process we can put ourselves to and avail ourselves to to learn right. and to become and and to get experience what we're talking about so you don't fucking come out all muddy mouth fucking thinking that you know something and you got zero amount of of uh of footsteps to make you earn that 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 opinion even you know and you right. just and so like to become more useful is what i've started putting on this kid i go wouldn't you like to be able to hit a button and a fucking dude that you're always scared of just goes to sleep Right. How about that? In six <laughs> months, I can give you that. Right. Like I can give you that super, but it's going to take you coming to a place for a couple hours, three or four times a week for six months. And then we can instill a superpower in you. Right. And uh, how about this? Your sister's training that right now, and she'll have that superpower on you, motherfucker, so you better hurry. Right. Right? If you, right. If you, you know, it, it's like the thing to really save your ego isn't to not take the fight. It's to go into it and go, I'm ready to lose all the times until I can fucking win. Right. You know? It's that moment when you're embarrassed, like we're talking about. It's like you're you're at a hill. Like you're at the bottom of the fucking hill right there. When you're when you're doing that push up, getting up in them showers, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're like, okay, fuck. So <laughs> you can either accept that you got your ass whooped or you can start closing some distance. Right. Mm -hmm. And closing distance is gonna be showing up and putting that time in, getting conditioned, letting the village raise you. Right. Because you need to instill that that skill set because You'll be damned if that shit happens again. And not you know? lie to yourself about yeah. it. Yeah, well, you don't want to boast yourself up to be this big thing that you're not. And then come time, you're like, hey, um, can we talk it out? <laughs> <laughs> well, and the other thing is, is people will try to save you. On your road, if you're going towards anything difficult, you're going towards mastery or whatever, your family, your loved ones, everybody is going to throw fucking sand in your game. Right. Everybody's going to be like, are you sure eating like that's right, man? Oh. You know, just have this. <laughs> are you, hey, man, just one drink, as dude. Soon as what could it do? Right. You know, you've been good all day. As soon as you tell people, I'm disciplined, I'm going to try to do this thing, all of a sudden they start bringing out the ho-ho cakes and the fucking Twinkies <laughs> like they never did all before. It. So to, 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 you got to really stay on your square if you want to achieve these things, and you got to start to change some of the voices you listen to if yeah. not being around different people altogether. Because... Right. They're saboteurs everywhere that don't think that they are. They're well-meaning, loving people. They, but, they're called but family. You've they're got called to, family. You've got you to transcend. Call. Well, and it's also everybody that sees you that you're a reflection of. You right. Know? The nice thing about being around strong men is that I, I, I can mirror myself on them, and I can, oh, okay, we can hold space for one another. Right. However, if you haven't built yourself to be that dude, you're just like, fucking sunken then i mean it's like what's left for dude, you you're just an empty you're an empty balloon i come from dude i come from a family my entire family's overweight they're all overweight like their 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 tradition in the family is to put butter on fucking cinnamon rolls that's what they do as a tradition so when then i started working out and really dieting 
you would have thought that I made a deal with the devil. They were like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Are you sure you're getting enough It doesn't enough look food? healthy. You look skinny. It yeah. doesn't look healthy. You look like you have AIDS. What's yeah. happening? That's culture, you know? Yeah. It's culture. Culture. Well, so I what mean, we're doing is changing culture. We should right. be. We're I leading mean, culture. We are. We are. I yeah. mean, I'm committed to that for yeah. sure. That's what this show is about. That's what Steve Lucky, that's what he's about. That's kind of like what this is about is bringing out some things that are going to change culture, change values, change the baseline of like what you, what people think is just this is the default baseline. That needs to be changed. Change the way we look at each other. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you got to look at the person right next to you and know that person's got value, you know? And like you said, we like we need to be able to hold space for each other, you know, and and that's support. Because right? we ain't all strong at the same time. Right. I need you to be strong. I need you know that, and that's the thing too is like I don't sit in a place anymore like I did when I was younger, where I think that you guys are gonna take something from me if I show myself or right. something like that. Right. I I know now that like fuck I I need like. We ain't all strong at the same time, man. Right. We need each other to be strong. Well, absolutely, bro. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, man. This is a relationship um, that me and him have, okay? And me and him have a relationship where, um, you know, we I get the, I think as partners, we hold ourselves accountable. Right. Yeah, we, we get in the gym. We're up at 530 in the morning. We communicate. Um, 4 a.m. Four, he's up at 4 a.m. In the gym. We don't miss days. We're out there pushing hard on all of our business that we do and trying to help the community. And then, you know, like, be present in our lives. And this show came about that and sharing those opinions. And then I'm going to bring in not a bunch of, I don't need a bunch of big names here, man. That's not what this is about. This is about me bringing in people that are like minded friends of mine that have that have and a lot of them have not had an easy perfect path and a lot of them aren't necessarily doing it the way. right thing right but they've got a message and they're and they're and they're doing they're doing what they can today they're pushing through they're moving forward they're not being defeated by life you know what i'm saying and that's what this is really about about you guys coming on and us putting these words out into the universe i don't care if nobody hears it except us then i needed to hear it today you know what I mean? And uh, it's the beginning of that, man, is how can I get this voice echoing and how can I share the special relationships with the special people in my life with the world? You know? And I'll get right up and say, yeah, you know what? I'll model it for you. Watch me. This is how you do it. Yep. Okay? And here's some guys that have too. And that's the beautiful thing about it. I mean, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and I... I no, I posted oh, like this hat, like Tempest Free Running. These dudes that are the parkour dudes, they're the best dudes in the world. And they set up this big uh, warehouse in South Bay. They got one up in the valley too, but where you can do free running and you can practice. They got foam pits, they like all this stuff, right? And uh, these guys do this as a profession in film. They're some of the best stuntmen in the world, but they also go to Greece and shit and they do the runs and they're about it, right? Yeah. I post a video of their shit. One of my friends from home goes, Man, where was that sh like pissed? Where was that shit when we were kids, man? What the fuck? Man, that would have been so fucking great. And instantly, because I've just been in the try, right? I've just been in the like, I'm in the effort, man. Uh, right. And I thought, fuck you, motherfucker. Like, where are you? If you see that as a value and that burns you right now, that you're standing there as a fucking 40 year old fucking human and you're right. not doing that for the kids around right, you, right, right, fuck right, yourself right. in the head. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, right. And, and, and that becomes the thing is like, yeah, you gotta, I mean, don't get mad. Do something about For it. For a long time, I thought I don't have no voice, but I'm like, you got 20 years more experienced voice than a lot of these dudes that are, you know, like sure. there, there's a value in that, man. And, and, and to not say that, especially when you see, I, I don't want to think of it as like a, a, a battle or something, but where there's these other voices that are out there that are like, no, no, just to accept everything as it is and this and that. It's like, yeah, that's awesome unless you're fucking drowning, you right. know? And if you got a consequence of death under you, you better move your fucking feet right. It's not about like this or that. Like, oh, I want your feelings to be good. It's like, no, motherfucker, your life needs to get good. Right. Or you're going to fucking not be here anymore right. to make those choices about whether you have comfort or not. Right. So the more I push comfort aside, man, the more resilient I can get and the more useful I can be for everybody right. around me. Right. And that's Fuck the yeah. fucking goal of a citizen, man. It's not to get mine and rest back. Yep. It's like fucking what impact can I make so that our life can be better, man. There right. is no putting your feet up, man. Right. Not no, in this thing, no, man. Sir. There ain't there no and, I, and I've tried. To get I've to. tried. Yeah. yeah. I've tried. It's just not going to happen, yeah. bro. And no. you're not, but you either built like that or you're not. I yeah, believe that, it, dude. It's never going to end. But you know what? I also think, you know, you're either built like that or you're not. But if you are built like that, 
then you have the responsibility to get people inspired and motivated to be like, like that. You got to bring the Absolute. community, bring that community. Absolutely. In. You got to motivate. Yeah, yeah, motivate everybody around you if you can. If you got that in, inside you, share that energy, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't because keep it to yourself. yeah, don't don't boast and brag like I did this, I did no. this. I No, no you're right. That, Absolutely. Share 100%. That and share that 100%. As many people up as you can because that's when when you, when you need to take that one breath, don't worry cuz they're going to they're going to keep on striding for you because why? Cuz you've built that foundation. And you know? also, you know what? It's also the way human belief works, at least my personal opinion is is that it just takes one person that people believe actually believe what they're doing. Like like that when somebody doesn't have courage to believe in a uh, in, in like a, in something or a cause or like their dream whatever that is but if they see somebody who appears to them like they truly believe it it gives them the permission to then take the courage to believe it themselves. It's okay. Absolutely. It's okay. Yeah. And you know what? I have to say that I don't may, I don't know if maybe they're built like that or not because I tried to do it too. I tried to put my feet up. I right. wasn't just one right. way. I tried to, I and that's like when the I results fit. I got. It's important exactly. to say. <laughs> I found out that it's never ending, and I really yeah. don't want it to end. You know, the deeper I go in. Listen, I want to just say right now, um, Jamie, because we're gonna wrap it up. Because I know you guys have your spot to go. To. Jamie, did you? I want both of you guys. What do you got? Anything to talk about, Jamie? Where can we find you? Are you working on anything that you needed to put on here? Let us know. I mean, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, I'm Jay Yeager, Instagram, whatnot. But um, I'm here for you, man. I just came here strictly for you. I'm not here to 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 to, to put my personal life any anything out there. But other- just in case, that's J Y A E G E R. J Y A G E R. Yeah. All right. At Instagram, and and I know we have some things coming up. We're gonna yeah, do. So yeah. I mean, you'll find I, us. Yeah. It's it's all love. I'm here for you. If you ever need me to come back down again, it's all love. Same thing for you, Tate. Anything you need, you know. And in, in life, um, the real treat know. to see has been a while. Yeah, no, it, for sure, it's been a long time. But I mean, um, you know, we're brothers in life. You know what I mean? And and we all bleed the same color, and we all have different experiences. But yet, we can come to the we can come to this table, and it's a level playing field for all of us to share experience and share life. So um, this just is a blessing. And if this conversation, like you said, touches others, then um, we need to continue doing this. Oh, brother, we are, and we're gonna yeah. have. I mean, I'm gonna have you guys on here. That you're gonna have an open door policy. Are you kidding? We're gonna. Chairs with their names on it. They're Absolutely, gonna come down here. bro. He ain't bullshitting. Yeah, let me know what. Well, let me know what your diet needs are. I'll have that shit set down here. <laughs> Tate, you, I know you got some things. You uh, you got anything you want to put out there, brother? Uh, man, I like I, I echo what Jamie said. Man, it's uh, it's a privilege to be here and being you with you in this space. Like uh, is really something else. Um, What's the name? Tell me the name of your show again. Pirate Life Radio. Pilot, Pirate Life Pirate Radio. Life. And that's Tate Fletcher. I got a podcast out there, and then, uh, and we, and I just talk to people that are walking a different course, that had a problem and and surmounted it in a unique way, maybe or something like that. People that just walk different. So, anyways, uh, that that's out, and then. Uh, uh, Caveman Coffee is my brand. I've got a a, a, a coffee company, and um, you can just nice. find me at Tate Fletcher everywhere, basically. That's right. Um, yeah, and that's what's happening. Oh, Great and, you, know, you can see me getting killed on all your favorite movies. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> hey, Tate, you speak Spanish, man? I was watching Sicario. <laughs> I saw you speaking Spanish. You speak Spanish? Did you know about that? You hear about that? What, on Sicario? So listen, man, I'm, I'm there, and uh, we come up. Is the first one we come out of all. I'm driving one of those SUVs and we come out and we're kitted up and stand in front of the car. And then they, they stop the shot when we get there and they're like, the director's like, there's like three of us or something. And then, uh, homeboy's coming up on the side of the car, uh, to hit these guys. Uh, uh, what's his name? The coolest dude in film. Um, uh, 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 the, the you know the guy the fucking crazy looking dude um, the assassin dude anyways oh uh Benicio del Toro Benicio del Toro yeah, yeah. the greatest yeah. he's the coolest man dude so cool so anyway yeah. we're all, and he goes uh you guys speak Spanish and I'm there with two Mexican dudes and so I'm waiting and they're like no <laughs> and I go yep <laughs> I'm not conversational. Right in Spanish right. at all, yeah. But my homeboy is, so I get, and and that's the thing is like you just say yes, and, and like nobody else could do it. Like I'll give it to her, like whatever, man. Like you know, I've done that with fights before, like everywhere. Like hey, man, I don't give a fuck. I'll get mine whenever. But like right, wanna, but the opportunity. You want to go? Go. Up? If you're the guy, you're the. And they're like, I ain't the guy. And I go, right. cool, man. I'll do this. Yeah. 
So then I text and I go, hey, man, I'm about to brace these dudes and I need to say some shit to them. Uh, Like, fucking show me your fucking hands. Get out of the car. Fucking relax, dummy. Or whatever. (laughs) And so he just types it out to sends it back to me. I'm like, no, I need it to be phonetic. Like he's spelling. <laughs> out, like, I don't know how any of these words. I, I, love, I love your method. You're like anyone speaks Spanish. Tate raises his hand. Goes, ah, I speak a little bit of Spanish. Yeah. He goes back. He can't even read Spanish. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and so then I go and I bang it, and it and it was great. But it's I like I that. did the same thing on another Navy SEAL show speaking Arabic. Uh, and and that and that's the thing is like, you know, for me, I, I've been in situations like that in that world, which is a fun world to be in. But it's like. You just fucking, you know, a lot of time, like, if there's a high consequence, I'm not going to say I can do something that I can't deliver. Right. But if there's something I can deliver and it's just kind of like, it's going to be a little uneasy. Right. Fucking going to bang it, man. Let's, let's try, you know? And like, I, I went and I spoke at this thing called uh, Summer Strong last week, and it was this big deal that Sorenex uh, Fitness Company puts together. And there's like 700 people live, and they're like, hey, man, we want you to come and speak. I go, <laughs> I go how long are we going to speak for? You know what I mean? Like, and what do you want me to talk about? And they go, an, an hour and uh, whatever. Right. And I'm like, that's bad news for me. Like, open-ended is just like, man, I need, I need a funnel. And, and I mean, listen, no disrespect, but I, there's no way in my world after just meeting you and talking to you today that I'm ever going to think you're going to run out of things to say. Uh, <laughs> that ain't ever going to happen. <laughs> well, it, did, it, do, it depends what pressure you're under and who shows up on game day, right? Right. And, uh, and so I thought, he says, yeah, your boy Brendan, he can just come and you guys can just do like a, a live podcast kind of thing back and forth and conversational. And I'm fucking like, you know, this like, right. fuck, I'm great at that. I, right. I'll fuck, no worries. And then I thought, that's a pussy. You're shrinking from the challenge and uh, you're afraid to look bad. And so then when I got there, I, I flew in on that morning. It's in South Carolina and I fucking get there and I go in and and. uh I go, yeah, I'm just going to do it. What are you going to talk about? I'll figure it out, like fucking whatever. Right. And, and I'm, I'm nervous. I don't want to talk to nobody all day. I'm watching other speakers go, da, da, da. And then I go and I do it. And like a, a lot of people, I got some good feedback from it or whatever. But like at the, I'm not pleased with nothing I do. I'm never a fan of my own. Right. And uh, I'm like, that could be better. That could be, you know. But the thing is, is like I didn't shrink from it. And it's the one thing that I walked with. And I go, I haven't tried to do this public speaking for an hour to a fucking group of just citizens. Right. Like, and uh, I didn't know how to do it. Now I know how to do it a little better. And I've chewed into that a little bit. And it's not as, as daunting as it was. And, and so, like, in little ways, like, you know, how do I redirect my thinking and my shit like that? It's like, do the fucking hard thing. Right. There's an easy way and there's a hard way. There's an easy way out of a choke. You just tap and it'll go away. <laughs> right? Or, yeah. or you can learn something. And you can stay in the fucking fight. You know? And that's the thing is, like, stay in the fire as long as you can, man. Stay in the fire. Let it form you. Let the process form you. You're not smarter than the process. You know? And, and just avail yourself to that and great shit happens. Right. Brother, we are going to end with wait, that, Jay- man. Wait, wait, <laughs> Jamie, you do. When he said choke, your hand went, what were you going to say? No, I was just, that's exactly what I was saying. You got to put yourself in that situation. If you know that's bad and, and, and it puts you in an uncomfortable position. Yeah. You gotta fucking put your. You gotta be willing. You you gotta be willing to put yourself there because the other guy wants to put you there. Right. You know the life wants to put you in that uncomfortable position, and if you let it, it's gonna fucking eat you up. But if you put yourself in that uncomfortable position, you're taking control. Yeah. Right, I like that. I man. love that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I was like, you Woo! know, and 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 like you said, I'm listening to him, and you know, and and I'm listening to Lux, I'm listening to you, and it's all inspiration because you know we we're all taking turns, and you know we're all taking turns, and it's like you don't know who's gonna play your daddy when they play your daddy, you know, and and, Damn. and, 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 and because why? Because I don't know all your life experience. I don't know all your life experience, but if I listen, I'm gonna learn something, and and, and that's the key of us getting together, you know. It's, I love that. It, Hell yeah. I'm with it. I love it, man. You guys, man. Man, that was the last word. That was it. Hey, man. Thank you, man. Thank, thank you, guys. You. And we will have you. you on thank again. You. As soon as both of you can get down here, we'll, we'll do it. It's a privilege, One-on-one, man. whatever we got to do. I appreciate both of you guys coming down today, man. I appreciate yeah. you, Great show. Same, man. All right. All right. Thank, you, man. thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys.